Hi, in this episode of IB Matters, we are talking about the role of an IB Diploma Program Examiner. We are hoping to encourage more IB teachers to become examiners, and for those just listening, you might like to hear how IB exams are scored and moderated for accuracy in the scoring process. Mike Cassidy, an IB film examiner, will explain how he was trained and how he carried out the examination of over 100 scripts. He will also make a pitch to have you join him in becoming an examiner. Spoiler, it involves a coffee shop and noise-canceling headphones. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, this is John Peterson with IB Matters. Today we're here with Mike Cassidy, who is an IB Diploma Program Coordinator, and more particularly in this episode, we're going to talk about his role as a film teacher. Hi, Mike. Hi, John. So um, you've recently become an IB examiner, um, and in kind of doing so, I think your story is going to be interesting to our listeners because we want to encourage more people to take up examining. IB is always looking for examiners. Right. Uh, Tell us how you ended up becoming an examiner. Sure. So um, I am a film teacher. I also teach Theory of Knowledge, or TOK. And early on, I I thought, wow, this is something I'd heard about, uh, being an examiner in your subject area. And so I threw my name in. And uh, every year they would contact me. Uh, there's a little application process. Is that uh, online? That is. It's mm-hmm. online. Exactly. You can go to ibo.org backslash examiner and you can apply online. And um, so I, I, I was accepted as an examiner. And each year they would ask me about my availability to examine. And I would think of a reason not to do it because <laughs> <laughs> I had other yeah, things going on. I had a similar story, yes. Yeah. And so uh, finally this year um, – with the new film curriculum, I thought this would be a good time to do it. That everything's new. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm new to the to the curriculum. I'm new to this particular component of film. I'd like to know a little bit more about it. This might be a way to do it. And so I uh, I put in my availability and was contacted uh, shortly after with uh, uh, an opportunity to examine. Right. So did you have to take an examination then? Uh, yes, actually, I did. Um, so uh, the the process goes a little bit like this. You're, as I mentioned, you apply to be an examiner, you're accepted, uh, and then you're told you're going to be, you, you can qualify uh, to examine scripts. And mm-hmm. so you get six scripts. You actually get four practice ones. Um, this, uh, this round of examinations, because this is the first year of this uh, um, this uh, version of IB film, this new guide, uh, I had a conversation with um, my um, head examiner um, uh, over the phone just to familiarize myself, just to, it's kind of like a little interview, mm-hmm. but mostly informational. And, uh, and then we talked about the scripts a little bit that I had uh, scored, and uh, she made some suggestions about things to look for in uh, as I graded and said, uh, uh, so go ahead and and then complete the qualification. So then there's six scripts that you you read. And if you're, you know, in tolerance, if you're if you're close to, to accurate uh, mm-hmm. within a certain range, uh, you're allowed to examine. 
And right. so I was. Oh, neat. Yeah. So do you think, does everybody have that kind of personal touch with the uh, head examiner talking to you in advance, or is that just as a result of you asking some questions? That is actually a result of uh, the new um, um, guide, because uh, these are brand new. No one has ever actually scored these before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, um, you know, precedence. Uh, so it's just a chance to, to walk through uh, the particularities of this uh, e- exam. This, mm-hmm. in this case, it was uh, for film. It was a, um, a an external assessment. Uh, students wrote a textual analysis, and the the, the, the basic kind of format for this was uh, for film students. Uh, film teachers get a, a list of ten films. They choose three from those ten to offer to the students. The students can choose one of the three. They watch it. They pull out a five-minute extract, and then they offer an analysis. Textual analysis. Yep, and it's an analysis of film elements and cultural context. Mm -hmm. So um, because this was a new uh, assessment and hadn't been done before, it was replacing actually an old assessment, uh, they wanted to make sure that, uh, one, you understood what the assessment was, and if you had examined before, they wanted to make sure that you understood that this was not just a replacement oh, of the presentation. Of the previous yeah. one. Well, it's inter- that's an interesting insight and something I didn't expect here. The uh, the fact that when you have a brand new assessment in the IB, uh, there's there's work you know behind the scenes and and uh, building building this sense of of. Uh, collaboration even amongst you know the, i'm sure that your head examiner had, was not making this up out of their head either they right. were they had been part of a, a writing group and who had written the exam to think about what is the what are we searching for what, what what do we expect to see from students and and that was passed on directly to you in conversation so right pretty, pretty yeah cool. yeah it was it was great and of course when you have the the criteria listed in a guide it it tells you mostly everything you need to know yeah. um, but there are some nuances mm-hmm. some things that they've discovered that might be helpful in thinking about this and then they pass that along to the examiners that's great so um, so then how did the process work for you then after that right so then uh, I qualified uh, hooray and okay. then I was told uh, that I would have 90 scripts to examine 90 yes so nine I, zero. I nine zero uh, from about uh, mid April to or mid yeah mid April to May 20th I think was the cutoff sure and so again for the listeners um, the, the film exam the film uh, course assessment is a little different than many of the other IB diploma program courses which have a final exam. Film does not have an exam, and so these assessments are already available to you because they were turned in by film teachers and coordinators when, like, March 15th or so? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep, yep. So these are these are um, assessments that are completed and, and by the students and then uh, uploaded by the, the coordinator in the particular building mm-hmm. uh, so that they're available for scoring. Right. And, and as you said, that this is, uh, this is uh, one of several components that uh, goes into making up the grade. And, and uh, for film, actually, the, the components are, and for visual arts as well, um, they're uh, submitted a little bit later. Students get a little bit more time to work on them, which mm-hmm. is a benefit. Now, film is a group six Group course? six, that's right. right. So it's in the arts um, yep. part of the yep. diploma program. It's offered at SL and HL, and mm-hmm. HL has an extra component, a collaborative project. Um, so they're, they're, uh, there's an, another component that's offered there. Uh, students create a film together. All right. So go yeah. ahead and, and continue sure. the story of how you did this. Yep. So I, looking at my 90... Uh, um, textual analysis papers. I uh, um, 
I was introduced to the RMS Assessor, which is an online portal for accessing what they call scripts or essays to grade. Mm -hmm. And so all the grading is done online. So you see the student's paper. It's in a non-editable format. It um, uh, You download um, a set of 20 at a time, or you can download one at a time to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to be course, uh, uh, connected online mm -hmm. um, through an internet connection, and uh, all of the scoring mechanisms are in that uh, particular interface. It's a web-based interface, all right. nothing to download. So you're uh, sitting on your computer, your yep, laptop, yep. Um, and so, no papers arrive at your no, home or at your school. That's right. Mm -hmm. So everything is done there. Uh, so I had to kind of come up with a plan for how I was going to tackle these 90. And, and the, the thought of doing it, you know, I'd talk to people and they'd say, oh, you know, I take a couple of weekends. And I thought, oh, I just don't know that I could just, you know, take a couple of weekends. A, I don't know how it would work with my family. And, and B, I don't know if I have that kind of stamina to sit that long and grade, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 90 uh, essays over four days. So right. I set myself up a goal to to do uh, three or four a night. And uh, that worked remarkably well. I had a couple nights where uh, I have a son who is a soccer player and he uh, I dropped him off uh, at his practice and I'd go to a local coffee shop and I'd uh, usually get through uh, maybe six or seven scripts. Sounds like a wonderful like evening. It, you know, it was very nice. Yeah. I'd have a little latte and, and uh, my laptop and uh, maybe a little classical music and, and I would just uh, uh, get into the scripts. Nicely done. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, before long, I realized that I was going to finish these pretty quickly, and I did. And, and I finished about about two weeks ahead of, of the deadline, and I got an email uh, along with several other examiners who'd also uh, made pretty good progress, and uh, they offered uh, another uh, uh, 60 scripts this time. Mm -hmm. So I'd have a total of 150. Well, it didn't turn out that we all... Uh, got that many scripts, uh, but I did another about uh, 28 or something mm -hmm. like that. And, yeah. Well, that's pretty good. And this is your first time doing that? Yeah. Yep. This Brilliant. is the first time through. Um, so you're clearly above average. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, and this and so many other things, yes, as you know. Yes, yes, um, Yeah. So um, so tell me about um, how they ensure that you are, you mentioned about, you know, you and the head examiner having a conversation, but now at this point, you're reading these scripts in the coffee shop, enjoying your latte. And, and and let's say you come along and and what happened? How do they ensure that you're giving the same score as the as the person sitting in another city somewhere else in the world doing theirs in another coffee shop having another kind of latte? That's a good question. So um, uh, I talked a little bit about this on another podcast that you may have heard, but uh, there's a process of uh, what they call seeding, seeding or seeds. Mm -hmm. uh, these are uh, sample scripts that are kind of worked into your your workflow. These are scripts or essays that have been graded by uh, an examiner or a group of examiners uh, and scored um, uh, in a way that they feel is accurate. And so as you you don't know that these are seeds, they don't appear uh, until after the fact, after you've examined them, uh, and they're, uh, you're, they're being, uh, you're being assessed on how accurate you mm -hmm. are, how close your scoring is, and you, you can be accurate, which means you hit the nail on the head, proverbially, and, uh, uh, or you can uh, be out of tolerance, which means you're more than a set number of points uh, off, mm -hmm. or, or you can be intolerant, uh, 
uh, intolerance. I'm intolerant often, but in this case, intolerance. <laughs> you're out of tolerance. I, yeah, 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 out of tolerance yeah. and intolerance. And intolerance yeah. means you're you're within the, the the realm of accurate. You're 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 hitting the the right mark okay. bands or the right groups. And so so when you say these seeds are placed, they're they're pre-scored by expert examiners. And just seeing if you also agree with the expertise of yeah, those examiners that's and, right. and intention of those who wrote the test. Right. And it's, um, it's of course, possible that if you hit too many of these and you're out of tolerance that um, they'll no longer um, – um, allow you to continue to mark exams and they'll tell you that at the beginning they'll and, and they don't really they don't have time uh to offer kind of extensive feedback you're just you're kind of cut off and they explain that it's not uh forever it's just this marking season um it's uh, you won't be allowed to continue to mark. Yeah. Did, did did you ever um, get feedback that you were far enough out or any any way out? Or what, yeah. How, what so, did it feel like when you hit one of those seeds? Well, it's interesting because um, the the conversation I had with the chief examiner at the beginning said you'll probably kind of have a sense of when you know after you've done a few of these when these seeds come along and and she was right you would you kind of had a sense of it but you were never really sure because they were they were you know they were it was it was viable that they would be uh, uh student work um and so you would grade them and uh, occasionally i would be out of tolerance mm-hmm. and um so they would um ask you to look at the marks that they had uh, given the exam. And uh, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't out of tolerance too often, you were allowed to continue marking. Um, and you just had to click a button that said, yes, you'd look at, you'd looked at the, the marks that they felt were appropriate and you could continue marking. Okay. So um, when this happened to you, um, did you feel like you were getting more seeds? Did they continue throwing more seeds no, at you? No, you know, I kinda... think totally. I think I I had somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to ten seeds mm-hmm. throughout this whole so process. So near, nearly ten percent. Yep. Know, yep. Um, um, so this. So obviously you passed because you were given additional right <laughs> scripts right. to read, and so you you got through that, and and so you ultimately as a you know, personally, this was uh, what kind of experience would you say? Are you going to do it again next year? You know, it's interesting. I, um, I, I, I think I will examine, but what I would request is that I examine a different component. There okay. are, you know, like I mentioned in film, there are four components mm-hmm. uh, you can examine in each of them. Um, so I might uh, ask to examine, for example, the comparative study. And that would be a very different experience because the comparative study is actually uh, a, a a short film um, mm. that the students create. It's uh, they take clips from two different films and they compare them uh, based on an area of film focus. Uh, so that would be actually watching uh, films, and then there's right. there's um, uh, there's a script that they read along with it. It's 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 not they they stress that it's not a documentary, but mm-hmm. it, in, in essence, it's a kind of like a mini documentary about about two films. So that might be a, another way to, to approach it. And, and what I will say is um, the, the best aspect of this, and, you know, it, it's kind of an, really it's sort of an afterthought that, oh, that's right, they're paying me to do this mm-hmm. because you, there's a couple of benefits. One, it's, it's great professional development. You are really diving into this particular uh, component, uh, in this case, um, 
uh, film, the textual analysis, and you really see what is required of the component. What does it mean uh, to all, each of these aspects? What's, what does cultural context mean? How do you combine that with an examination of film elements? Mm-hmm. And you really understand uh, the component much better, and you're able to communicate that to students, I think. Right. I well, think next year with this, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll have a, a, a really a good approach to this assignment sure. and knowing what they need to know before they get to that Absolutely. component. Well, and this is what I've heard about becoming an examiner is that uh, it brings so much back to your own classroom. I mean, you literally could nail exactly what the student's score is going to be when you take a yes. look at their work. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, as a teacher, you can't coach them through their actual final production but no but you but, can but you can certainly lead them to the trough so to yep, speak to you can use the metaphor. You, you can ask pointed questions yep, that'll get them yep, thinking yeah yeah absolutely and then you know and then we're talking about film specifically but i've heard from history teachers and and other examiners in all the subjects um that it has been extremely uh, helpful to them as professionals and in their own classes uh, and and honestly in in minnesota here when i see the scores uh from coming from different schools as we share those amongst each other and average scores and how many students passed uh, various exams uh you can see the effect of examiners sprinkled around uh our area in the scores received by students in those buildings yeah i, I believe that yeah and the, you know, the other aspect i was going to mention that's really helpful is you're reading uh so many different um uh, papers from students really all over the world, and um, uh, it's 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 uh, really interesting to see um, how how well students express themselves when English is not necessarily their first language, mm-hmm. and, and how they interpret mm. the criteria for the assignment and how they approach it. There's you know there's there's some flexibility in that, and um, it gives you some ideas about how your own students might do it and gives you an appreciation for the difficulty of the task, uh, the, the discrete skills that are involved in, in, in completing it. So all that's good. A question just came to my mind is, is you mentioned the fact that these are now sent electronically to you. I know they, the exams leave your school, go to a scanning center from which they're distributed to examiners all over the world right. who read them electronically. It used to be that these were paper and oftentimes you were sending them to a specific examiner who then had one school in front of them. They had a pack from a school. Um, are you seeing, as an examiner, are you seeing uh, scripts coming from a particular school or are they randomized across the globe? There's really no way of telling uh, okay. because um, uh, now with the uh, assessment uh, tools, um, all this can be completely um, anonymous. Uh, right. In fact, there are, should be no... Um, uh, indicators on the script uh, of the student's name or the school. Uh, occasionally, you'll see, you know, kids will forget, and you'll see that there are some kids that maybe you'll, you'll get a few from a school because uh, that particular instructor, you know, either forgot to tell or didn't, you know, didn't the message didn't get out that the, the students were not to put their name on it. So you'd see several, maybe maybe uh, two or three scripts from the same school. But generally, it, it appeared from what I could tell that these were scripts that were. Pretty, pretty randomly selected, mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't get a, a bunch. Right. The other that pe- seems more fair to me too. Oh, I think so. I think so. I, I think you get a better chance of, of um, you know, just you know, just getting a, a kind of a wide cross section of, right. of kids. Um, the other piece of that, you know, with the electronic, um, uh, is that we do uh, examiners do mark up these. Uh, there are marks that they can digitally place on the script, so right. that. Um, if students do uh, do an inquiry upon result, they want to see their 
their uh, their marked up scripts. Uh, we are required to put uh, some marks on the scripts, and we're uh, we're required to make a comment about uh, how they each of the criteria was scored. Uh, so um, you know, that is that's probably the most um, you know one of the more time consuming pieces of it, but probably the most uh, helpful for the student if they should happen to see it, and frankly, the most helpful for. Uh, an examiner uh, as they try to articulate why they gave the student that score. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so as we wrap up this conversation, um, as I said, one of the reasons that we wanted to do this episode is to encourage people to become examiners. Um, what's your pitch? So my pitch is this. Uh, there's a couple reasons to do this. One, um, like I said, professional development is huge. You you, you don't uh, – you get access to um, – uh, Information that the 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 average teacher does not necessarily see, uh, at least not in that depth or, or necessarily need, um, but you you do get that. Um, it is uh, lucrative. They pay very well. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, they don't skimp on that at all. Um, as you kind of pick up speed, your your uh, your earning potential uh, increases. But mm-hmm. there's there's kind of a happy medium. You get to a point where you know, you're you're at maybe twenty to twenty five minutes of script, and that feels comfortable. You feel like mm-hmm. you're doing it, you know, justice. But uh, the IB is always looking for examiners, and like I said, um, the ibo.org backslash examiners will take you to a lot of information. There's any any teacher can apply to be an examiner. There are always areas that are usually they're published in the coordinator's notes. For example, this May 2019, they're looking for examiners in Norwegian, Danish, history and English and French, psychology in French, music in Spanish, uh, film in English, French and Spanish, and visual visual as me and visual arts in English, French and Spanish. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, of course, um, uh, teachers decide, uh, examiners decide to examine any given year or not, and so there's always a need, uh, so it seems, uh, for examiners, and uh, this could be your year. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you, Mike, for your time here, and hopefully um, this will encourage a lot of folks who are listening to think about becoming examiners because, you know, without people to examine the, the examinations, um, we don't have a system. So I appreciate it. Thanks, John. You can learn much more about the IB Diploma Program and becoming an IB Examiner at the links in our podcast notes. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking and sharing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In very little time, we have already been heard in over 40 countries a testament to the global reach of the IB.